last time on Oz Hour? Okay, so last time on Oz Hour, they, uh, well, <laughs> the book, it started off with Tip being um, owned by this horrible woman witch lady, and he ends up escaping, and with his little friend Jack, the pumpkin head, and they go to the Emerald City where they meet the Scarecrow, but the Scarecrow has some drama going on because there's a war, and so he's like, we gotta get out of here. Let's go to my gay old friend, the Tin Man, and they run over to the Tin Man, and things happen over there. Can't really remember. They go back to the Emerald City, I think, um, and <laughs> they go back, they go back, um, and then they find another person. Ah, I can't remember. The Woggle Bug. The Woggle Bug. Um, and then they escape. And then they go into the... Oh, and they go with their flying friend that they made from like a couch and other things. And um, they accidentally fly into the real world. But then they end up coming back and they go to Glenda. And they're like, help us. We need things. And she's like, where's this bitch Ozma? And we need to get her because she's going to bring everything straight. But we can't find that bitch. And so they're like, oh, no, we can't find her. But we're going to go get Oz anyway. And so then that's what they do. And then they figure out that Ozma has actually been gone because she's been tipped the whole time and that's what the bad lady in the beginning did to him and now he's Ozma and everything's okay and yeah that's the end hi there and welcome to Oz Hour the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz that's right with the help of some alcohol we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series today we will be starting with book Three, Ozma of Oz, covering chapters one through four. We're your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. And joining us, as always, is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. What up? Oh, not oh. too much. How are you? Not much. All right. Good to meet not you, gangsta. <laughs> okay. Anyway. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, Hannah, you just played last time on where you recapped the end of book two, The Marvelous Land of Oz. That took like, what, a minute and a half or so? A minute 40? One minute, 37 seconds. All right. I got scared. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, you did a pretty good job. Decent. Um, The only <laughs> things that I would just touch are that tip lives and works for Mombi. he's kind of enslaved by her tip built jack Pumpkinhead. um jack couldn't walk so they brought the sawhorse to life he somehow just didn't make it into your recap at all no. which i get it i hate the i really forgot about him um ginger's army of revolt attacks the city of emeralds i think you might have covered that by just saying like the scarecrow has some drama mm-hmm. um and then yeah a lot of tin man stuff happened while they were with the Winkies, I agree with you. I, I don't really remember what happened there either. Um, I'm going to call it a win. Why is, there? You know what? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's a generous definition of a win, uh, <laughs> to say the least. All right. And tonight, we are going to be drinking and have been having a sip of a certain drink, which I actually don't know the name of because it was brought to us tonight by Hannah Aguirre. And Hannah, what are we drinking tonight? I think because we have a little theme going of life support in this episode. So it is topped with a syringe, like a uh, garnish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> syringe I don't garnish. really know what else to call <laughs> it. Syringe of the house. Only in Portland. Of the house. Um, and so I thought that would be a cute little rendition of a life support because 
we need this alcohol in our veins to keep us going, you know? Well, speaking of, why don't we slurp it? Let's do it. Very well. Mm. It's mm. honestly really good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually delicious. That like might be one of the best cocktails we've ever had. Book three, Ozma of Oz, published by L. Frank Baum in 1907. Chapter one, The Girl in the Chicken Coop. So sounds like me. Can I just say, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to take that, but this book starts with such a different dynamic than the other two books. Yeah. We Uh, start in the middle of the ocean. Yes. It's from this. I didn't even know us had an ocean. Oh, well, we don't don't know for an Oz. Do we ever? Where are you? Oh, actually we did last time. Well, sometimes we do. But yeah, we're presumably, One out of two. We're presumably <laughs> yeah. in the Pacific Ocean, probably the Tasman Sea in the South Pacific. Because, <laughs> oh, well, we're traveling from Kansas to where? To Australia. <laughs> That's a Is long that your Australian drive. accent? Go ahead, do yours. I am going to Australia. <laughs> what? So we're going to. No. That's what he just did. No. Yeah, no. We're not going. We're not going to go skinny dipping today. See. Okay, that's pretty good actually. That oh, really? was better than the first I think one. It was bad. No, that was better than the first one. The first one was really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get off that topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I will say that the book opens literally. This is like the first sentences. Is I hate to do a quote, but I will say quote. The wind blew hard and joggled the water of the ocean, sending ripples across its surface. When the wind pushed the edges of the ripples until they became waves. I think I misread that. But the waves were roiling as high as the tops of trees and seemed like mountains. And the gulfs between the great billows were like deep valleys. Mm-mm. That's the first words given some yeah, editorial. I don't system. trust the ocean. It, it is a huge storm and also i'm sorry to quote this is like that crab crab uh catching what is it oh Uh, deadly catch (laughs) wanted is that the theme song for deadliest catch and also well that's what it's giving me right now when i was like five years old my mom told me that that song was about osama bin laden and i was just like oh yeah that song's about osama bin laden i believe that with all my heart that that song is about being a rebel cowboy <laughs> Can't yeah, wait for on. her to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a huge storm on the ocean, and the book says a storm on the ocean is liable to cut many queer pranks and do a lot of damage. And that it does, Hannah. That it does. Uh, who should be on this ship um, other than our very own Dorothy Gale of Kansas? <gasps> yeah. The sailors are freaked out. A cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is her only moment here. So there is, yeah, a ship at sea. The sailors are all freaked out. They're holding on for their lives. The captain is like, hey, it's fine. Just go below deck. And Dorothy is among the passengers below deck. A little Kansas girl named Dorothy Gale. And yes, this is when we find out, though, that the ship was on its way to Australia. Yeah. And you um, might be wondering. It was Australia. They're on their way to Australia. Okay, I thought you were joking about that. I don't know why. No, I don't joke. Not on this <laughs> no, one. We don't no joke about. I joke on my goes. other podcast, but not on this one. <laughs> but that being said, Blake, 
can you think of a reason why Dorothy would be on her way to Australia from Kansas? Well, so Dorothy is she's a traveler now. She's traveling with how um, do you think she is, Hannah? Well, I mean, she's on some a boat. Yeah, were there boats? There's I have some interesting trivia. Okay, yeah. Always, been no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> she's on a boat. Is it the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong coast. Um, okay, I'm going to say maybe... I'm going to say my age, 26. No way. Ooh, what? Absolutely not. Definitely I, not. I would say that. that this probably takes place like eight months after the first book. What? Would say, so she's still like I'd nine to 11? One year max. I'd say she's 10 to 12. Yeah, okay. She is now 10 to 12. 10 we don't 12. have to... We don't have to play with we that nine eleven. No more that. dancing around Damn that. It. Wait, how old was Tip? Uh nine tip to eleven. <laughs> yeah, probably about the same age, honestly. Maybe I love like that. one that maybe yeah, like maybe 16. he's the same age now. So Dorothy is traveling with Uncle Henry and to his friends. Um yes. because Homie's getting old and he's getting sick and they're going to Australia to meet relatives that they've never seen before. Um, I think that Uncle Henry knows them, though. No, the it, book, I have in quotes in my notes, relatives they've never seen before. Oh, okay. All I had was see his cousins and have some rest. Oh, see, But I just assumed he'd met his cousins. See so. his cousins, who he's never seen before, and have some rest. So you just missed, like, the middle. That's fair. <laughs> it also says he's being, here he feels, quote, nervous from being overworked on the farm. But, thankfully, while he's gone... Aunt M is back home overseeing their like farm crew who's working the land and doing all yeah, the chores. She's and like, stuff. no, yeah, take Dorothy to Australia, go meet some family. Like, you need this before you meet the Messiah. Yes. Um, but since Dorothy's an experienced traveler, as we all know, she's <laughs> um in the cabin yeah. down below deck and she's kind of like bossing people around. Yeah. She's like right. Okay, I'm glad you had that too. Because yeah, she's literally like I well, mean, she kind of did that. In the first book, anyway. Well, it was just like true. She was a little bit more. I mean, I don't know the the situation, but I feel like back then maybe she was a little bit more entitled. Yeah, she's learned now. now, She's learned a lot during her time in Oz. Now now she's like, you don't have to love me. Yeah, she's like, actually, I need to get things done, so I'm going to tell you what to do. Literally, I get it. She tells Uncle Henry, Hendo's friends, and all the other passengers in the deck that they just need to stay in their cabin and stay quiet until the storm passes, or else they might go overboard. And it's like, Dorothy, you're 10 to 12 right now. It's like, how she's about you all these the, the only reason yeah. she's saying that was because in the first book, who was it, Julia Jam, said that to them when they were crying that That's one true. time. You're right. Yeah. She's, she has a role model. Yeah, she does. But so Dorothy gets everyone huddled together. And what does Dorothy do? She starts falling asleep because this girl has no trouble sleeping in the face of adversity. She sleeps when she's in a house in the sky. <laughs> she sleeps in the middle of a desert on the way to a witch's house. I yeah. wish I, I had mean, that. It's, you don't, though. It never serves her well. <laughs> I no, guess that's true, actually. She always misses yeah. something. Yeah, That's how my dad is. He can sleep literally through anything and on anything. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> In to a find... house, flying through the air. Probably. For three I literally okay. think he would be passed out. I'm gonna Pablo, ask, if you're out there. He's that tired. Call in. <laughs> I'm going to ask my mom to help me find this video of me at my, like, sixth birthday party asleep 
like in the middle of a skating rink while oh. everyone is just having fun and skating around That's, me. Yeah, I need that, it's, actually. I, it's iconic. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorothy's bossing everyone around and then falls asleep. And Uncle Henry, he decides to go and lay down in his bunk, but Dorothy doesn't know this. No. And she like kind of wakes up and she's like, oh, where's Uncle Henry? I don't see him. And she's like, oh, you know what? He might have just been careless enough to go out on the deck and then he might be swept away because he's so weak right now. Oh, Hen. And I'm like, okay, is like, does this feel like, does she afraid Henry is going to attempt suicide? Like, why is her thought, yeah, oh, maybe. he's so weak, he might go up top and be swept away? She kind of starts like screaming for Uncle Henry. But the wind is super loud. Like, she can't even hear herself screaming. Yeah, because at this point, she's, like, open the door. She's going on deck to check. She's climbing the stairs. And you would not catch me dead on that deck. <laughs> not the deadliest catch. No. No. No way. Uh, it's absolutely and also the thing to me because it says uncle henry is sleeping in his like in his sleeping berth so like in his little like section why didn't she check there i i will not understand that start there start easier start somewhere where you're not going to get swept away into the ocean and probably lost forever which i assume might be happening right now honestly i think she just wanted to get swept away because this seems to happen to her so easily she's into the drama as she climbs the stairs she's like oh i feel powerful like i'm defying the storm she's a a powerful young woman yeah and at the top of the stairs she sees a man (gasps) on the deck um which it's a boat but she starts calling uncle henry's name and she couldn't even hear herself because the wind was so powerful she could she couldn't even hear herself calling um and then she made a mad dash for the man and there was a giant gust that hit her and she grabbed onto a chicken coop and it had been tied to the decking. And there was like, I guess, it, I guess they shipped chickens to Australia. Yeah, was the know. chicken in the chickens in the coop? There are they several chicken in this. I think I'm a little confused on what a coop is. So it's so a strange use of the word coop. It is a strange use of the okay. word coop because they basically are describing a crate. Like they say, like it's got like slats um, connected to a frame, like it's basically just a big crate of and they live had them on chickens. Top of the deck in the storm. Yeah, yeah. But there was well, there's a tarp on top they though, were so scared, which we probably. learned. Full, they, I'm sure they were super scared. It sounds horrific. Um, but they were tied down, so in theory, they're just in a cage. Like, and the cage isn't that high. It's probably like this high, which yeah, is but like they're two and a half feet. Side to side. They are. Yeah. yeah, they're against the. Bars. One time, I was in a boat in the middle of the ocean. I was seasick for like. An hour. I don't oh. even want to talk about ocean stuff. Actually, okay. like yeah, let's, let's just get through on. this because, yeah, right. like, trigger warning: ocean stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but Dorothy uh, grabs onto this chicken coop that's tied down with rope. Uh, she like grabs the slats, and the wind picks up in intensity, and it lifts the coop into the air. And she's like holding on, and just gets lifted with it. And is hanging onto the coop for dear life. Yeah. So it's a, basically like a shipping pallet. With bars on the side that she's no. like holding on to. She is no stranger to flying through a weather disaster. <laughs> no. Very, very high winds. <laughs> but at this point, though, the um, the coop is, yeah, so it's torn off. All the, There's like a tarp on top so that the chickens couldn't get out. And that gets torn off. Tragically, all the chickens are whipped away in all the directions of the wind presumably just to be dead the, like the chickens are eaten by the yeah, ocean it was they were all just whipped out by the wind they're gone and then dorothy 
is in the water. She is coughing and spluttering. She's trying to wipe the water off her eyes. She gets inside the um the coop. the coop and she stands up. So she's just in like picture like a crib. Like, yes. That she's yeah. just in. Up to her like waist. She's basically. she's life of pieing it right now. Yes, very <laughs> oh very much um, that. And so yeah, she rides in the coop like a little raft. <laughs> she does think to herself, amused, I've got a ship of my own, apparently. Yeah. And it's like, are you insane? <laughs> like, so, that should not be what's in your head. It's yeah. so funny because she's soaking wet, no fresh water, no food in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. She's just and like, that's what she says. you're quite in a fix, Miss Gale. Yeah. Like, and in this storm, the coop is rising up to the peak of these waves that it's like she's at the top of a mountain. She I think looks I would down, accept the fact that that's oh, it for me. That's what you. Well, she's also so young. She's probably pretty like optimistic. Yeah. No I matter guess she's what. never seen Castaway. She is oh, gross. <laughs> she is. Sorry, we just watched that recently, and the part where he <laughs> took out his tooth with an ice skating blade. Oh my god! I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Anyway, um, the storm does subside, so Dorothy's just kind of floating in the ocean. And it's funny you just said optimistic because L. Frank Baum does say that Dorothy decided to be cheery about it and just patiently await her fate. Yeah. So at this point, it's getting too dark, so Dorothy just does what anybody would do, this, and she goes uh, to sleep. Uh, it's getting dark on the ocean, so she says, I'll go to bed now, and she, she goes to sleep. And you know, she okay, something as- that I'm... Can I say what, how I'm picturing? I know you said the raft situation to me, but <laughs> since you said baby crib now... Please, oh, yes, make it clear as po- as clear as possible. Yeah. So now the what I'm visualizing because of the baby crib thing is that she's like in. I don't even know how to say this. Okay, so like she's underwater. <laughs> it's no, like a no. submarine type she's of thing. Water. She's floating on the water. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm, find the illustration. Yeah, and give you me the illustration because I'm picturing something weird that she's, she's like, like under the water but there's walls and then there's like a crate but no. the water's not getting into you, where she's at you know how like on at the end of titanic they float on a door she's on a door but that has four walls around it okay 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 okay, okay. i'm seeing the picture and now and um yeah, it's literally a chicken coop, actually. I don't know what else I was picturing. <laughs> Why? It looks like a little, like... Um, it's like a four-sided fence, and on the bottom, instead of ground, it's like a shipping pallet made of wood. Yeah, like yeah a, and it's, it's floating, like and then it has the little, like... Um, what are those things called? Slats. Is that slats. what they're called? I mean, that slats. is what I would call yeah. Okay, well, that's... That's what, even what the book calls When them. you said slats... I it didn't don't even connect. know what I was picturing. They're under your bed. They're under your bed. <laughs> oh, they are under my bed. You're right. Ours are made of steel. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, of course, Dorothy can fall asleep in any situation. She literally fell asleep in the middle of an extreme emergency, woke up, was like, my uncle's missing, ran out into a storm, was lifted into the sea alone in, on a piece of wood and fell asleep again. Yeah. After accepting her fate. She is a little too chill for me. Dude, L. Frank Baum is writing from a place where people were basically animals. I do not understand She's like, this. let's just go with the flow. And <laughs> I'm like, no. No. <laughs> we're about to die. Yeah. And she probably will. Mm. But that's the end 
end of that chapter, and that's wow, means. Way to start off with a good. Okay, hook. yes, strong start. Right? Yeah, like, out of all three of them, like right now, I'm invested, and yeah. also it's Dorothy, El so Frank I'm Baum, just like into it. Oh, Frank Baum took a writing class. Yeah. yeah. Also, oh, yeah. Yes. Welcome back, Dorothy. I didn't and even think yeah, about it. I'm very happy back. about it actually. In the I book, it's her. a significant reveal because like there's that whole like couple paragraphs of like exposition, and then it's like, and inside of the boat was one little girl from Kansas. Dorothy Gale. We and were it's like, actually, oh, it's we insane. were texting about this the Aww. other day, yeah. where like we were like, oh, the writing. Why it was like the writing is so much better. Oh, the description of the storm. And then I was like, he didn't even mention Dorothy until like the fifth paragraph. He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was building we it up. He was really building it up. <laughs> and I really hate to quell the joy in the room right now, but we're actually doing a guest trivia. <gasps> yeah, Blake doesn't know about this actually. I don't. <clears throat> so. The question is, on the boat that they're on, which we didn't mention, but, um, okay, actually, what I really need to address is the metal ship controversy that I've created on this show. Oh, thank God we're addressing this now. My DMs. Yeah. (laughs) So, there were metal ships for a long time. Like, for like... More than fifty years before these books were written, Damn. they were called Ironsides, which I knew. I in mean, my I mind, didn't even think heart. there were boats during this time. So, well, then you should <laughs> talk you to. Feel any better? Have you ever heard of the Hawaiian people or like Polynesia? <laughs> but yeah, I'm anyway. also thinking about how they came to America. Um, um yeah, it was called so, the Mayfly. <laughs> well, yeah, probably other things. Heard of it? <laughs> but the, it was specifically the Mayflower <laughs> and others. <laughs> uh, but so. There were metal ships before this book was published. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. For reference, this was written in 1907. The Titanic was built in the year 1912. So the Titanic, which was yeah. a luxury ship, was built five years after this. So that puts it in perspective. Um, but for some reason, the ship that they're on, on this journey, has masts and ropes and sails. And I don't know why that's the case. Do we actually, I'm not sure if I've asked this question before, but do we have like a time setting of when, like in the book, what time it is? Like no. what year it is? Um, or is book, it just kind of left to This your... book came out in 07 and I I expect that the book is uh, just written set there. As yeah, 07. I think it's just written for yeah kids in that time period, okay. which is certainly the case of the first book, but so it should be set around this time. Okay. Um, but at any rate, so they're traveling from Kansas to Australia, and I'm assuming that they left from San Francisco, which would have been a huge, like the biggest port at that time. How far do you think a wooden vessel between probably 50 and 60 feet long could sail with using sails, no motorized functions, okay. in one day. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say in miles because that's what I know. Miles, miles, miles in one day. Like, that's 24 hours, right? With a sleep break. I will give you the hint. This is assuming that there's eight hours where there's a sleeping break for all the crew. so that means maybe they're not moving? Yes. During that time, they're probably not. Okay. um, Because they can't really navigate. They could fall asleep and go off course for eight hours. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 40 miles. Okay. That's um, a little low. If you're going 40 miles an hour in a car, you'd go 40 miles in one hour. But 
<sighs> that all being said, it is a surprising <laughs> answer because based on some brief research uh, that I will not and frankly cannot cite, uh, they could be going about 140 miles per day based on what I saw. So 140 can work. Yeah. It just seems like. Well, like, yeah, what's the what's the speed of a boat like that? I I don't I actually don't have that in my notes, as it turns out, because like when I'm thinking they're of, just going by wind is the thing. They have yeah, to yeah. capture the power of the wind. to go. Well, when I when currents. I picture a boat like that and being moved by sails, I'm thinking of like shots from like Pirates of the Caribbean. And right. I see those going oh, yeah. so fast. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's that real. They're so I'm going to take some time off. Yeah, that's fair. And then cut it, you know. Yeah, they're not yeah. going as fast as feels like they're, well they are they're probably going faster than it looks like they're going either. yeah but um so how many miles on the on a, the ocean between kansas and australia so like that if, leads us to our bonus and redemption question gotcha, for hannah gotcha. which is that australia is seven thousand four hundred miles from san francisco so in your opinion about how long should it take for this ship to get from san francisco wait 70 to australia how many miles if they're traveling from Kansas, meaning that they would sail from San Francisco, the largest port on the West Coast at the time, to Australia, it is 7,400 miles. 7,400. Okay. So how long would it take that ship? Going 140 miles a day, how long would it take them to get I hate when there? you guys do this to me. I know that. We do nothing to you. <gasps> I do the math. Okay. Um... 7,400 miles and they're going <laughs> I have it in nautical miles too if that's helpful <laughs> that's not going to do anything that would be for me 120 I'm just going to say a number and um, I don't know where it's coming from or why I'm thinking it it just is what I'm thinking but I'm going to say 700 days that is so many days. Hannah, they went 140 miles in a day. They're going 7,000 miles. Oh, How many times yeah, does 140 go into 7,000? Okay, 000? I'm going to say four months. <gasps> can, I get that? can I get that in days? <laughs> um, 120. 120 days. That is incorrect. Damn it. It would take about 62 days to journey. Yeah. So you doubled in a wooden that, vessel. You did double that after you did a lot of other math. But <laughs> unfortunately that is incorrect. I did look though, and there are 21 days or 21 day um cruises currently from San Francisco to Australia. You can take and they go through like different areas in like the South Pacific. And it takes 21 days. So apparently modern vessels with days in between can travel three times as fast. We yeah. can we can get into this uh on my other podcast. But um, I'm conflicted on if I would want to go on a cruise or not. I feel like I'd like it, but I also feel like I'd hate it. I'd want a lot of cultural experiences on the cruise and less just sitting on the patio. My sister went on a cruise home. where someone killed uh, one of the staff members killed themselves. Wow. So I bet that's actually a pretty common thing for cruise workers. I think something about the isolation and like working conditions would probably drive you to like Seems a bad pretty place. Horrible. So that was chapter one. The girl in the chicken coop. And Blake, what would you call that? Um, I would call that chapter Dorothy Flies the Coop. Because she sure okay. did, and now she's that in the sea. That would have been a way better chapter name, honestly. Chapter two, The Yellow Hen. So Dorothy's like awoken by 
a strange sound. And she looks out and she's like, oh, God, what happened last night? Oh, I'm in the middle of the ocean. That's right. Also, quick note. She wakes up from a dream that she's playing with farm animals like the lambs and whatever. But she's not dreaming about playing with Toto. He's not mentioned at all in those dreams or anything. So my question is, where is Toto? That's just one little baby question I have. Is he dead? She killed him. It's a big question for all of us. But I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Toto is way too iconic. I was going to say he was forgotten just like so many other like very important plot points. L. Frank Baum just forgot Toto. (laughs) But Toto... Toto's a little too big to forget, but I could argue I that a so lot too. of things that we've forgotten about it. So the noise that woke Dorothy up, like starts up again and Dorothy jumps up and she's like, what is that? Um, and she specifically thinks, so the sound is like typed or like written, like, which doesn't mean anything, but she's like, that can't be the sound of a chicken clucking. And they're all dead. Yeah, exactly. Yes, literally. <laughs> because but, I watched them all go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like angry birds. <laughs> but at that moment, she's like, wakes up, thinks that, sees that like on the other side of the slats is the ocean. And she's like, oh my God, now I remember what happened to me. It wasn't that fun. And <laughs> then she looks around and she's like, what thought process that? is insane. It is insane <laughs> because she has to ask herself every question and then there's always an answer. So yeah, she so does she, always find the answer, I guess. She hears the noise and she's like, what is that? And this voice out of nowhere is like, well, I've just laid an egg. That's all. And Dorothy turns around to find a yellow hen crouched down in the corner of the coop. She better know where she's at right now. Uh, the Cooper Dorothy. Wait, yeah, who should know? Darth Dorothy. Okay, yeah, because oh, you're in yes. you're in Hen's house. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, you're in Oz, right? You have talking animals. Okay, we're about oh, to get into that. Very astute, Hen. Yeah, that's a very White. clever thing. I should have been thrown into the ocean and yeah. fell into a chicken coop with a hen. Indeed, I don't believe that. <laughs> but um, Dorothy exclaims, and she's like, "Have you been here all night?" And the hen is like, yeah, I had a really bad night. I had to hold on to the chicken coop with my talons and my beak. And I almost drowned all night. And and Dorothy was sleeping. And also somehow the hen is drowning and Dorothy's asleep. Yeah. And the worst part is if this was this hen's experience, imagine the chickens that got blown away in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. But Dorothy is very polite (laughs) and she's like, hey, well, how are you feeling now? Um, a little too late, baby. <laughs> well, let me add on to that some really important information that is all caps in my notes. This is where Dorothy gets a southern drawl. Yeah, just out of nowhere. He starts putting apostrophes in the middle of words all the time. It's, she's like, and you girt gotten they do it. Yeah. If you didn't. Are you comfortable now? I thought he went to a writing class. It's well, like he I learned about stylization of dialect. He's like, oh, she has a th- southern draw. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Kansas and he was like, oh, God, this is a new place. I don't know if people talk like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, I only ever heard the word Kansas. I didn't know people actually talked <laughs> away here. It's so, like, it's just weird because we probably won't touch on this again. I mean, I don't really have it in my was notes. Was she even talking that way in the beginning of the book? No. 
Oh, well, no. she didn't have a lot of like, she dialogue. Wasn't really she was speaking. Yeah. She was yeah. thinking a lot. She was like, oh, no, I'm going to die. And we don't yeah. give her a southern draw when it's thinking. No it, one has accents in their head. Well, I, I think it'd be I insulting, like, in her dying moments to be like, and Dorothy was thinking, ooh, why darn Gert got to get out of this <laughs> mess here? You know, like, it really takes you out of the drama of the Yeah, situation. it does. It does. Uh, but all of her dialogue from here on out has, like, comf- comfortable is spelled comfortable like there's just all sorts of shit and maybe we'll mention some crazy ones but it's the whole thing and i don't want anyone to forget that including up to and including you hannah do and, not forget I will and never. dorothy asks the hen like and how is it that you're able to turk now <laughs> and uh, the hen's like i've never spoken before you just asked me a question i had an answer in my head apparently that answer was in english i I'm talking. I'm still talking. That I don't know. That is not good enough for me. Well, well, it's not the it's not the hen's no. fault. She's never been to a fairyland before. Yeah. Oh, so Dorothy is like, you know, this what? is really Dorothy is like, this is really strange. But you know what? But that's gonna happen to Toto. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that yet. We're not but we are okay, going okay, to. Okay, okay, okay. Because in I'm this moment, questions. she's like, you know what, like. This is super strange, but like it wouldn't be that strange if we were in Oz because people can or animals can talk in the fairy countries. But then she's like, well, but they must be really far away of Oz because they're in the middle of an ocean and there's a desert surrounding Oz and she's never heard of an ocean in Oz. Dorothy starts to get hungry and the hen offers to Dorothy um, one of her eggs. Um, She's she's like, I only like to hatch eggs if I have a nice snug nest for them mm. and i also really only like to like hatch like 13 at a time it's a really lucky number for us chickens I mean, so yeah. i'm i only laid one egg this morning because i'm like stressed uh i you mean can, her choice her body you can right? eat it. yeah exactly mm. yeah she's but, having those eggs there's no man there's no mm. nest there's no partner etc dorothy's like well i, I don't really eat a raw eggs <laughs> She politely declines because she was like, well, I need to cook that egg. Uh, and Dorothy's like, why do you have eggs if you don't want to hatch them? And she, Or if you don't want to hatch them? And she's like, well, it's just my habit. Like, I take pride in laying an egg every morning. And if I didn't lay an egg, then I'd have no reason to cackle like I do. Oh and then God. she's like, she's saying <laughs> too much. She has like the, the choice of words now. And she, she's letting everyone know. She does. Oh, good and, for her, honestly. I love I I want all hens to have a voice. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> Dorothy is glad to have the hen, but she is also a little lonely because she's like, Jesus Christ, like, why does this keep happening to me? And then she falls into a meditative meditative silence for just a little while. Yeah. And the hen ends up like flying up to the wall of the coop, which is just a little bit higher than Dorothy's head, apparently, even though that's okay. not the way it's depicted in the images. Um, but so the hen's able to see like out in the distance and she sees land and she's like, well, if we keep floating in the right direction, we're going to reach dry land by noon because apparently this hen has a concept of time and nautical (laughs) miles. (laughs) Yeah. But as like in this moment though, they, what they can see, there's a sandy white beach. Uh, there's like uh, some like rocky, like kind of little hills. And there's like a line of trees at the edge, but there's no houses, no people. They don't see any of that. 
Um, and Dorothy's just like, God, I hope there's food. And <laughs> the hen is like, yeah, I fucking hope there's food. Um, and then, okay, this is kind of important because it's going to be a theme. But Dorothy's like, well, why don't you just eat your egg? And the hen is like, oh, what? Do you take me for a cannibal? Yeah, like, why would you ask such you, a thing? How dare you suggest exactly. that? I would be mad. Yeah, but, well, and she was. <laughs> and as they're getting closer to the land... Um, they notice that it looks like like a beautiful island with white beaches and rocky hills and a forest um, on the hills, but they don't see Vacation. any. They don't see any homes, so that's like when they get in the conversation about food. Where Survivor. It's like, Dorothy's like, "Is there anything to even eat?" <laughs> but yeah, so. Dorothy uh, and the hen, as they're approaching land, Dorothy's like, so what is your name, Mrs. Uh?" And she's like, well, my name's Bill, because when she hatched, they didn't know if she was a hen or a rooster. So the little boy who lived on the farm that she was born at named her Bill and kept her as a pet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So once he was old enough to know that she wasn't a rooster and she was a hen, the name had already stuck. Um, and Dorothy gets kind of turfy here. She Dorothy gets weird. Well, not weird. Like she's just, basically Dorothy's like, that's all wrong. Like I'll call you Belina because like uh, adding an Ina to the name makes it a girl's name. Like Bill's a boy's that's name. That's not, we're not going, I'm, I will not call you Bill. Yeah. But Belina, now the hen, Belina, is just like, I literally don't care. Like, as long as I know that you're talking to me when you say that word, like, that's fine. Like, suit yourself, honey. <laughs> yeah. She's like, whatever that. you need, love do that it. Energy. Um, whatever makes it your is a weird heart moment, happy. though. <laughs> right. Um, so they wait until they're closer to the shore, and Belina makes like a little flight for like the sand, and Dorothy has to like climb over some rocks and shit uh, to get to the sand, and then she has to like takes her shoes off to dry them out and her socks, and she's like, "Okay, I'm like fully drenched from the ocean." Um, yeah, and she's just kind of watching Belina like pecking at the sand and rocks, like Belina's looking for something to eat. Um, and she's like, well, what did you like? What are you finding? And <laughs> she finds she's like, I'm just eating breakfast, you know, ants and sand bugs and tiny crabs that are delicious. And Dorothy's like, you should be ashamed for eating bugs and all these little living things. How dare you eat something that's okay, alive. If Belina was able to answer her and say, say it, would she be that mad still? Like if she wasn't able to say what she was eating, oh, if she had the, ab- you know, she didn't have the ability. Yeah, to talk. She would just, you would just let a chicken do its she fucking would just thing. Not realize she but was now she's able to answer you and you're just like, ew, disgusting. <laughs> I've never heard of well, anything like well, honestly, that. Honestly, Belina does defend herself because yes. she's like, yes. okay, and what do you eat? Chickens? And what do we eat? Bugs yeah. and these filthy things you don't want to eat? You're no better. You literally eat me and yeah. I eat that. So what? Like what? She's she like, you eat, she's like, you eat dead lambs. You eat dead pigs. You eat dead cows. Yeah. You even eat the eggs from us. And I eat bugs. So you're eating my bug eggs. She's like, I What's actually, worse? I kind of like eating fresh food. You just eat dead shit all the time. Yeah. That and gross. Dorothy's like, it's just different. <laughs> That's literally what she says. Shut it's up, she's like I can't explain it, but it's just different. And it absolutely isn't. And L. Frank Baum couldn't explain it, and that's why he shouldn't have put it in his book. Damn. But I love he, that. He's um, really good at keeping that character of Dorothy. Belina defended herself at the very least. 
Um, and she's pecking away, pecking away at the sand, and she strikes her beak against a large piece of metal. Yeah. Um, she's fine. No, yeah, she's, she's, she was afraid she broke her beak off, and then she was like, I'm fine. Dorothy's like, um, you probably just hit it on a rock. It doesn't make any sense it would be metal, because this is a wild and deserted island. Like, it's not metal. And Belina's like, okay, I'm telling you what I just hit my beak on. And do you know what happens? You know what happens when Dorothy digs it up? It's metal. It's, it's a metal. big golden key. She <sighs> literally digs it up just to prove that she's right. Yeah. And then it ends up being a key. Again. A huge piece yeah. of rock. Humbling, huh? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> you'd think. Yeah. But <laughs> Belina's right past her. <laughs> uh Belina's just like, what the fuck is that for? And Dorothy's like, I don't know, but I'm getting dressed and we're going to go look around here and find something for me to eat. Cause she's like, I need to get food. I'm starving. Like I'm starving. Good country girl. The ornate key buried on the deserted beach. We'll deal with that later. I must, must eat. Yeah. You got to take care um, of yourself before taking care so of others. Dorothy puts the key in her pocket and they're on their way. Okay. That's the end of the chapter. Ooh, journey time. We got our first character. And Blake, that was chapter two, the yellow hen. And what would you call that? I would call that chapter an excellent lunch. Nice. Because Belina. She ate ants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And Dorothy needs lunch. Chapter three, letters in the sand. So walking back uh, toward the forest up the beach, um, Dorothy notices that there's like large letters etched into the sand. Like as if they're trying to get the attention of a plane like that big, like they're huge. And she's like, what the hell is that? And Belina's like, I can't read. I'm a hen. But Dorothy is trying to figure out what it says. She has to walk along each individual letter and she reads them out. They're so large. Yes. And it reads, beware the wheelers. The wheelers. I don't know if you know the wheeler family. Like a really conservative, like family that like has like a creepy dad, like 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 the Flanders or something, like the Simpsons. That's what I'm thinking. It's like your next door neighbor, and he's just like way too intrusive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, Dorothy and Belina are also like trying to guess what a wheeler is. They're like, what's a wheel? They're like something that wheels, I guess. Like Like maybe a wheelbarrow or a baby carriage. And then Belina's like, yeah, or maybe it's an automobile, which is actually scary because those have run over my friends before. (gasps) She's like, it could be one of them new fangled automobiles. You better watch out (laughs) for them. Yeah, honestly. Very this new. is like st- like two very different perspectives on life right now. <laughs> like we yeah. have two very different personalities. Yeah, a and chicken I'm, and a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know it's how it's been for like the other groups too, but this just feels like more because it's like two people that are from the real world now entering this like yes, weird right. land, I guess. So and, it's like uh, a diff- it's just different. I don't know. It, and it gets better. Like there's some things that are going to develop that you'll hear about. Yeah, um, there's all kinds it's of about things to in the story. Dart. Um, but Dorothy's like, it can't be automobiles because this is a wild place and it doesn't have cars and it hasn't been discovered by people. Now, please note they are still in the coop. They have not hit land. Oh wait, no, they have. 
Either way, she knows by only seeing the beach that like this is a wild place with nobody else there. And she has said this before. So it's a bizarre it's She's a bizarre always stance been right, I guess. I mean, like what are they gonna drive on the sand? You no. know, there's not really well, roads. And she saw there were no homes or no like people from the ocean. I would too. maybe think the same thing, but I don't know. I mean, Dorothy lives in Kansas in nineteen oh seven. I don't know how much she knows about automobiles driving on sand, but True. I mean she is a know it all, so True. maybe she's maybe she's right here. But I mean, we have wheelers to beware of, so obviously <laughs> yeah. obviously they're not alone. Somebody's riding in English on the sand. So yeah. it's obviously That's not a wild uninhabited place. Uh, and being though a place where there is a forest, Dorothy's like, you know what? I'm hungry for breakfast. I'm going to go ahead and see if there's some fruit and nut trees, which as we all recall, fruits and nuts were like her favorite foods in Oz. She loves like, them. That's how she survived. Keeps her regular. She'll fuck that shit up. Unfortunately, not the case here. Yeah, because when she gets to the edge of the forest, she only sees cottonwood, eucalyptus, and punita trees. Um, and pop quiz for you, Hannah. Oh, what is the punita tree best known for? A, being the original specimen of all deciduous trees. B, growing its roots directly into bedrock. Or C, being decorated at Christmas time. <gasps> the punita tree. I feel lost and I feel confused. I understand. Um, so I'm glad you gave me multiple choice, but I honestly don't think that helps me. Um, okay, your answer has to be one of those, though. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. it's like wait, don't just don't just follow your heart. No, I, I will follow <laughs> the structure. Um, I'm just going to say C because I feel like it's a trick question. It was a little bit of a trick question because none of those are correct. Um, but also any <gasps> of those. You told me to pick one. <laughs> any of them could be correct. Uh, the thing is, I don't know because I can't find evidence of a punita tree anywhere online. Um, <gasps> Al Frank Baum literally just made that up. Oh my God. Because no. I was like, I've never heard of a punita tree. <laughs> I was reading the book and I was like, what the fuck is a punita tree? Yeah. Google that. No such thing. I literally just, I just omitted suspect that, that I don't notes. know things. Honestly, <laughs> well, maybe it's like punita. We know he's punny from the last book. It was mm. basically one of those joke books you get out of the studio. Probably fair. something we'll never understand. Do you think he's really thinking that far ahead? Absolutely not. Based on things <laughs> we're yet to see? No. Uh, so. At any rate, they're all just like non, they're, they're trees that can't feed Dorothy. And she's like, well, God damn it. But then all of a sudden she stumbles upon a tree that can feed her. This tree's limbs are full of paper boxes. Some are green and underripe and some are large and evidently ripe. And the ripest ones had the word lunch written on the side in raised letters the leaves of this tree, napkins. So it seems like sketchy, seems strange. Bag? Little it's clusters lunch of boxes. lunch pails that are like the fruit on the tree. And Imagine the an apple napkins. tree, but instead of an apple, it's a little paper to go box. <laughs> That's what it is. And it says lunch. Why have we not made that happen yet? But don't worry, because there is actually a second tree that's also food bearing. Yeah. Um, and uh, this other tree, it's loaded with heavy dinner pails. Yeah. 
and they're so. like heavy. Okay, they're like metal. Like it. Like imagine like a lunch pail, like with a handle that like some blue collar dad is taking to work. Okay, but like imagine that made of tin because it's like the underripe ones were small and kind of brown, but the really ripe ones were glistening and they were shiny like metal because they were made of metal. It's okay. like um like a paint bucket full of food. Pretty and much. they just have um, food in there and like. Well, we're about to find out. So okay, Dorothy, okay. she picks one of the lunch boxes and opens it. And inside that, it's a ham sandwich, a piece of sponge cake, a pickle, a slice of new cheese, and an apple. And um, all wrapped in paper. So it's they're all, clean. all attached to the inside of the pail by a stem. Yeah. She has to pluck them out like they're like so the seeds. She plucks or- this to-go box off the tree from its stem, opens it up, and everything else inside has a stem it's that she has to pluck it like from. Like an umbilical Ew. stem. The, the new cheese has a stem. Is it alive? Well, she eats it. Yeah, and she finishes I hope her not. lunch. Yes. Um, and then she picks a dinner pail. She's like, well, I'm going to bring a dinner pail with me. Yeah. Very smart girl. What um, was he on? I know. I don't, Bomb I don't, was, he, was he was on chewing, a roll. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he was chewing on some milkweed or something. What did they even have back then? I don't even know, but he's doing it. <laughs> um, but so she does. She chooses a dinner pail in case she gets hungry again, and they go out and explore. And Belina's like, hey, Dorothy, do you like know where we are? And Dorothy's like, no, but it has to be a fairyland. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, if you can pick a lunch pail off a tree, and you're a talking hen, we have to be in fairy land or in a fairy country. Uh, and Belina is like, well, is it Oz that place you talked about? And Dorothy's like, no, Oz is surrounded by an impassable desert, so this obviously can't be yeah, Oz. Like, There's no beaches. Belina is like, well, how did you get out of Oz? And Dorothy's like. Oh, I had some silver slippers and then I walked home, but they fell off on the way, so I don't have them. And Belina says, Oh, indeed. And then she just like keeps walking. So Belina doesn't believe that shit. She's like, No, that makes absolutely no sense. And that's when Belina turns around and is like, What the fuck is that? And then Dorothy turns and she sees the most peculiar person she's ever seen. It's always something strange. And for Dorothy, you know what that means. It has to be pretty bad at that point. This person, Blake, do you have an, I have a description, but do you? Uh, Yeah, it's like a nightmare person who's the form of a man, um, but like they roll on all fours because their arms and legs are the same length. What's a nightmare person? I'll show you. It's just like they're the kind of thing you would see in a nightmare because their arms and legs are the same length. They have wheels at the end. Um, They wear these colorful embroidered garments with straw hats perched jauntily upon their heads. Um, oh, and the <laughs> wheels are made out of like keratin, like what your hair and fingernails are made out of. Ew, That's what their wheels are. It's giving me of. like Slenderman, but like if you had Slenderman close up and you saw all the detail. So, yeah. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm about to show you, <laughs> what I'm about to show you, Hannah, is an image of what they are seeing. Oh, I haven't even seen that. Which is, it's just from the audio or from the book. One of these things. With arms and legs the same size, wearing its little suit, chasing them. But at first, Dorothy thinks it's a person on roller skates, with on their hands and feet, as you would. Too optimistic. 
Yes. <laughs> As he gets closer, they realize it's the terrible thing we just described. <laughs> and Belina rightfully is like, run! <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Belina. She's like, run. <laughs> she says, run. It's a wheeler. And, and the Dorothy. Oh, the wheeler. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Dorothy, well, Dorothy is like, what's a wheeler? And so. Belina is just like, who cares that's one we <laughs> Look need to at run it. like yeah and exactly while the wheelers are like coming at them full speed they and give these dozens like, now they give these sharp wild cries yeah and they're just they're like screaming <laughs> they're like new fear unlocked dozens me. and dozens of these things wheeler, which again wait what's the wheeler body horror wheeler <laughs> this is body wheeler horror. body horror <laughs> yes they are just bent over arms as long as their legs with wheels for hands and feet and these strange Victorian, like, I don't even know what outfits. outfits. Yeah. But they're very berries and cream. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> but Dorothy and Belina, they're running full speed. And Ugh. Dorothy is like, oh, my God, I've never run this hard in my life. Yeah. Like, I can't run much farther. Yeah. And Belina's like, no, look, like, just come up this, like, mound of rocks. Like, let's get up it's above It's like a bunch them. of boulders. Yeah, they, they can't wheel up there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Belina's God, we like. we got a thinker here. Literally, yes. Because, like, they're scrambling up. The wheelers are getting to the base of these rocks. And they can't get up. And yeah. Belina's like, hey. Like you don't even need to hurry. They can't climb these. Like you're fine. Cause Dorothy has been like flailing and stumbling and like whip because she like they're scared. And she's but Belina's like, no, you don't need to even do that. She's like, actually, you can, ch- can you fucking just walk. for a sec? Well, because yeah. I mean they can't. Like they have wheels, they cannot get up there. It's like a yeah. loose rocky hill. The wheelers uh, surround the hill because they can't get up there. Yeah. there? And dozens, dozens and dozens. There's and they're, probably a hundred and they're like shaking their front wheels yeah. at them. Rattling. And they're Ew, just they're rattling. literally like they're like, You come down here, we're gonna tear you into little bits. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, we're gonna cut said. your face. Like yeah. they're, they're not in Oz. I don't feel like this is Oz. A well, weird thing to say. <laughs> That's too scary. So, yeah, Dorothy and Belina are like, like, leave us alone. What do you want? And they're like, I know the Kalitas were a thing, but these are this scarier. Is, this is fucking this, scary. Yeah. The yeah. wheelers are like, you took a lunch pail and a dinner pail. Who do you think those belong to? The rule is, if you take one, we kill you immediately. You have oh, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's actually we decided. That's the law. It, yeah, you, you cannot take from our dinner trees or else we're gonna fucking kill you and so that's what's gonna happen here tonight and Dorothy and Belina are like actually no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay literally they're like you know what I think you're making that up and I think it's Belina specifically who's like you know what they're saying that I think they would have tried to kill us either way. Oh, yeah. Belina calls right. full bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. so they're like, okay, let's just be on this boulder because we can wait up here until we starve to death and many good things could happen between mm-hmm. now and then. And that's, where the, true. that's where the chapter ends, which is just Dorothy and Belina being like, all right, stay put. Yeah. Jeez, just cliffhanger after cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. Well, just wait. I'm excited. Because uh, that was chapter three, Letters in the Sand. And Blake, what would you call that? Punita? I hardly know her. Because <laughs> like Punita trees. Chapter four. TikTok, the machine man. TikTok spelled T-I-K-T-O-K. Yep. So, no space. Just like the app. Like L. Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. So he uh, this was invented TikTok. TikTok. This was a hundred and what? 
ten hundred and fifteen years ago. Interesting. By the way. So most of the wheelers they've like gone back into the forest yeah. for they whatever reason. They left three. They left to three eat their tree yeah. lunches. Ugh. Three of them stay behind to guard Dorothy and Belina. I so hate them. The I wheelers, them. the three that are left, <laughs> they literally like the waiting is so long. They curl up like dogs. And pretend to be asleep. And Belina, she's from the hood, so yeah, she's she like, no, not buying it. She's for a her second. friends have have died from cars, so yeah, she gets yeah, it. she's been through a lot. Yeah. and they're like, she's like no. these wheels. Yeah. I know all types. <laughs> yes, she's like Belina, you're not automobiles. <laughs> Belina's not raising the children unless there's at least thirteen. She doesn't have time for anything. Oh yeah, God, she I needs love a nest. Belina, she's everything. Um, <laughs> but so she goes back to the like rock hill that they're sitting on, and she realizes there's a path that it, it twists itself all the way down to the base of the rock pile on the backside. Yeah, because okay. they're like at this point they're resting on like one of the bigger boulders of this kind of like boulder pile situation. Mm-hmm. So. Like they see, oh, there's a path cut in and they follow it down to the bottom and it's blocked by big rocks. Like the wheelers can't get up it, but if they could, it's so smooth. It's like it's made for a car, but they're like, okay, this is the bottom. So they start to follow it up to the top to see where it goes, you know, Mm -hmm. at that point up the rock pile. And they find what appears to be a door in the rock. Um, Because there's like a rectangular shaped crack in the face of the rock on the on uh, this big boulder on the back of the mountain, and this road leads like right to it. Like it goes like it's like they came to a big rock, they saw like a rectangle on, and they're like, "That's obviously a door." Well, Belina specifically is like, "That's a door," and Dorothy's like, "Oh yeah, it is." I wonder if there's a keyhole, and then there is a keyhole. Dorothy takes the key that Belina had found on the beach. Uh, She takes it out of her pocket and she tries it in the rock door. And the door does open with that key um, into like a small dark cavern where what Dorothy sees startles her immediately. Yeah, they like back up. They're scared. And what they see is the form of a man inside of this chamber. Same height as Dorothy. So small. And also his body perfectly round entirely entirely made of copper yes also his and hands, round like a ball like yeah. like uh what's the like a bowling what's ball? that little r2d2 type thing oh, in the newer B12. movies b12 yeah. <laughs> isn't that a vitamin yeah. <laughs> bb8 or something i think yes. it's two yes. 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 something like that uh, yeah but except though <laughs> the ball would have to be the size of like I mean, it would be huge because huge, he's like a yoga it's, ball. Yeah, it would be like a two foot, but yeah, a yoga ball. Exactly. So it's it's big, but he's all made of copper. His hands, his arms are all made of copper. It says that he looks like a knight from the times of like from the olden days because he's like just fully made of copper. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy's like, <gasps> and Belina's like, no, don't be frightened. Like. That is a copper man. He's basically yeah. a tea oh. kettle. She literally, she's like, I have He's a teapot alive. back at the farm. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. do you know? What well, I- yeah. Well, that's the thing. Dorothy is like, well, actually, like, like, where are you from again? Yes, because Dorothy's like, I know a guy made of tin, and like, also, he's like, actually a Belina to Oz. She has back. She has background. Belina like, she's got was. Some, I gotta wonder. see your background. Actually, give me a background check. She was on her way to Australia. Yeah. For what? From yeah. Billy's farm. Who knows? Um, but Belina actually does something that 
I think is kind of like cute, but also I guess like Belina body horror, just Belina body um, <laughs> understanding. Okay, okay. Um, Cause she like, she goes to take a closer look at this copper TikTok man. And she has to like do both sides of her head because her, her eyes, eyes are on either side of her yeah. face. She's so prey. she literally, she takes turns with each <laughs> eye looking She's at moving him. her head back and forth. To and see. With how sassy she is, I can see so much intention in that. Like, head like movement, her little feathers know? are like yeah. swooshing with each turn. Um, but Dorothy's like, I actually, I knew a man named out of 10. His name, it was Nick Chopper. He oh, was, yeah. he was made out of 10 because of some accidents with his ax. But, uh, he, he, what, uh, this man doesn't seem like he was ever alive, but Nick Chopper was alive. Yeah. And we Belina's, love Nick Chopper. And Belina's like, okay. Yeah. Again, sure. again, for like, the second time, <laughs> Belina's like, that's bullshit. That's insane. She just says, oh, cause she's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Dorothy yeah, and her delusions of grandeur. Yeah, you're insane. I, I, I do love Belina. I don't but, blame like, her. I want f- her to be proven wrong because we know. Yeah. Because I don't I don't blame her for feeling that way, but also she's a hen who can talk now and she knows that and she's yeah. acknowledged that. And also so I guess you forward. know what a copper TikTok man is. So Yeah, yeah. fuck you, Belina. Seriously. Oh How about um, take a step back and look at everything? Yeah. How about like, that? Scarecrow. You, you just got chased. By nightmare men on wheels. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I Maybe just you that haven't that seen it all. And you just mm-hmm. saw but you know what? a lunch pail and a dinner pail plucked from trees. Yeah. You and know the what? thing in, in the lunchbox, you could pick out from the stems. Yeah. Insane. Okay. In those moments, I mean, I think Belina has handled everything with just like, that's what it is. Let's go. Like, she's <laughs> yes. like, those are wheelers. Dorothy's like, what? What is that? She's like, who gives a fuck? Get yeah, up here. Like, she hates like, Dorothy. So honestly, she's Belina, she's, she may not have seen it all, but she responds to it all like a pro. She's smart. That's true. Um, but Dorothy goes around to the back of the copper man and she finds a card hanging between his shoulders from this Ugh. like copper peg. Um, and, and she takes the card. She has to take it outside because she's in like a dark cave. So mm. she has to take it outside where she can read it. And it says... Um, Wait, is the copper man alive? Well, well, he's just kind of a copper man right now. So but they far, find this card that describes dead. what he is. Okay. And it says Smith and Tinkers, patent, double action, extra responsive, thought creating, perfect talking, mechanical man. Fitted with our special clockwork attachment, thinks, speaks, acts, and does everything but live. Sounds like an AI to me. Manufactured only at our works at Evna, land of Ev, all infringements will be promptly prosecuted according to law. Directions for using. For thinking, wind the clockwork man under his left arm, marked number one. For speaking, wind the clockwork man under his right arm, marked number two. For walking and action, wind clockwork in the middle of his back, marked number three. N B. Yeah, I don't. I, have I don't know what N B means, but <laughs> it does say N B. Well, it says N B. This mechanism is guaranteed to work perfectly for a thousand years. So Dorothy goes back into the cave. So it's like a warranty card. It's like getting the instructions with your th- like with a toy or something, basically. This is right. So strange. Yes. So this is how the TikTok man works, oh. and like how you said, he's like AI. Like yeah, like he has thinking mechanisms. Yeah. You just have to wind them up. He's clockwork. Um. So Dorothy goes. I will goes, say really quick. At this point, after after Dorothy reads all that stuff out loud, Belina is like, "Well, I declare." 
it would be insane if we could wind this thing up and it would think, speak, and act. But you know what? Probably it's just a humbug like all the other patent articles. And I feel like that's just a commentary on the time of like people were like filing patents for all sorts of shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like they couldn't really do it. They were just hoping they could probably and like figuring it out and then realizing, oh, we can't. Al Frank Baum was was something of an inventor himself. Oh, interesting. Uh, So we will have so much fun. Yeah. Covering that. Um yeah, Dorothy goes back into the cave. She gets the key to wind him up off a peg, um, and they test him out and see if he works. And the first, for, I mean, I kind of get it, but for some reason, and this might harken back to some kind of a scarecrow body horror, but the first thing that they wind up is his thinker. So she puts the little key in under his, what, like, arm and winds it up, and so he's thinking in theory, but nothing happens. Like, they're just like, what's going on? Like, he isn't moving. And they're like, oh, well, we haven't started up his speaking yet. So mm. he's just trapped in his little mind right now. He can't even express it. No. It's like how Belina was um, Honestly, not that long ago. Yeah. At least she got to move around. That's true. But yes. So then they put the key in the second part, which is speech. And immediately he says, good morning, little girl. Good m- morning, Miss Hen. <laughs> The book is literally written it's with like, all of these dashes between what he's saying. It's literally written like a robot. Like, it's like I am a robot was invented okay, in 1905. It's like he knew what it was going to be like. It's like he knew there were going to be robot voices. Yeah. This actually disturbed me when I was rereading it the other day. Because <laughs> I was um, like, what did he know? That is a little weird. But the copper man, he, he thanks them for rescuing him. And Dorothy's like, hey, don't mention it. But like, how did you get here um and the copper man tells dorothy and belina his story which is this is about to be a lot um so he was per oh also i just wanted to make a quick note that his manufacturers are smith and tinker and the first thing on his little card is about being a patented double action whatever and i think that's obviously a direct reference to smith and wesson with a double action like rifle or like a repeating wife rifle mm, uh which i think is just kind so. of funny because that was like smith and wesson was not a new company but it was more probably relevant back then but just mm. a minor note that's um, really good yeah the copper man was purchased from his manufacturer by the evil king of the land of ev evaldo he's a cruel man cruel ev? cruel man the king of ev the king of the land of ev and his the name fuck is Ev. Well, that's the Wouldn't land of like Ev, and he's Evaldo. Did he find that on his filing cabinet too? So Evaldo, <laughs> Evaldo, he beat all of his servants to death all the time. But like since, he just did this over and over. Since the copper man oh couldn't be killed, um, <gasps> no. he was never alive to begin with. Did he try though? So he did. Yeah. <gasps> he it said to to quote the book. It said that it ended up just polishing him because oh. he hit him so much and it just no. like gave him a polish. So I he had to really make like he had to watch all the other servants get killed. And then he just uh. well, but, so the copper man like was the servant to their family. One of one of many, but the only one who couldn't be killed. Um, and King Evaldo's family, uh, he had a wife and ten children, five boys and five girls. And he was bad to them. In a fit of rage, he sold them all to the gnome king, 
spelled N-O-M-E, king. And the Gnome King is bad. He yeah. used some... Is he from another land? He he lives... He's from Ev. In Ev. Well, he lives beneath Ev. He, yes. Okay. And he uses his magic to transform the entire family, the queen and all ten children, into little ornaments. And he uses them to decorate a room in his palace, which is deep underground. And so, that's a bad thing. I'm scared. Yeah, this you book should. is taking a different turn. It's very so, spooky. King of Aldo, like he regretted selling his family to the Gnome King. So he tried to get them back, but the Gnome King's like, no deal. Um, yeah. And so in despair, the <laughs> king locks up the copper man in this cave in the side of this rocky hill where Dorothy found him mm-hmm. uh, because he is kind of an endless being. So he's like, just get in this hole and stay there. And the King of Ev jumps into the ocean and drowns himself. Yeah. He <laughs> throws the key he used to lock TikTok or the, the oh. he throws the key that he used to lock the copper man into the ocean. And then he jumps in after it and drowns himself. And I guess and the key just washed up to shore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the copper man was forced to wait for all of his mechanisms to shut down over time. Yeah. Um, and so he just slowly clockwork by clockwork shut down yeah. and didn't remember anything until Dorothy wound him back up. Yeah. Um, Dorothy's, Damn. but Dorothy's like, okay, that story's insane. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it does prove that Ev is a fairy land. Like I thought it was, which it, also womp, 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 womp. We're in Ev. Yeah. We're not in Oz. We're not There's in no Oz. Oz. We're not in Oz. Not right now. You'll maybe hear later, but not right now. And there's other lands. Well, at least the land of Ev. And they have things like wheelers. Yes, many different things. And they have Mm -hmm. a beach. You won't even know yet. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, I do love a beach, but you can't catch me, Dad, in the land of Ev. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ev does not sound fun. No. No. But the copper man asks where Dorothy got the key, and she tells him that she found it on the beach because it must have washed ashore, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dorothy... Uh, winds up the copper man's motor functions and he takes off his hat and he bows to her, vowing to be her obedient servant from this day forward. In this moment also, his he, life's about to be way better. It I'm is. I'm really hoping. And he discloses his name here, which is TikTok, um, which he was named by the king for the sound that it made when his gears were turning. So That's pretty cute. He is TikTok, the mechanical man. Uh, and Dorothy is like, you're not like an alarm clock, are you? Because I don't really like loud alarm clocks. Yeah. And he's like, no, like I'm not an alarm clock. I can keep time and I never have to sleep. So I can always wake you up on time, but I'm not an alarm clock. Belina's like, look, I lay my morning egg every day around 8 a.m. Just wake her up after I make my egg. She's got a schedule. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah. Like She's like, nobody should be sleeping past yeah. that. Everyone like, should be <laughs> up by then, is what she says. Like, okay. Yeah, she's an elitist. And also what we do. But that is actually the end of chapter four, which is TikTok, the machine man. And Blake, what would you call that? I would call that chapter Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Oz anymore he told me that one earlier that's exciting he didn't (laughs) but that is where we're going to end it for today's episode of oz hour 
Thank you for listening to episode 10, the first book of book three, Ozma of Oz. Next week, we pick up with chapter five, Dorothy Opens the Dinner Pail. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swangham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Clovis. Cover art by Valentin Lucas. Follow us at Oz Hour Podcast on Instagram and rate and review on your favorite streaming service.